what's going on people man welcome to the straight out the damn podcast um another podcast man we we, we back it's been a busy couple of weeks man a3c um up here in atlanta just really turned the city upside down man. had everybody busy but uh but, you know before we get into our next guest i just want to let you guys know that this podcast here was brought to you by the good folks over at audible man uh make sure you go over there audible.com get a free audiobook and download with 30 day tr- uh free trial uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash straight out the den. And just remember, uh, it's like over 150,000 titles, man. So if you're like me who don't really like to read, but uh, want to get into reading, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can go there, man. You can just listen to the book. You don't have to spend the time reading. So uh, definitely check them out. Once again, it's uh, audibletrial.com slash straight out the den. But today, uh, we, got, we got somebody new here. Um if you're in the city, you probably heard this guy's name a couple of times, man. Um, and, and more so the the new record, the Drunken Atlanta record that I seen you guys uh, shooting videos for. Like y'all, hey. for, y'all shooting the video. Like by the time this come out, they probably already don't, you know heard yeah. it. But uh, I know y'all shooting the video for it right now, so it's it's really moving in the city. The Drunken Atlanta record. But uh, help me welcome the homie Tommy Swisher to the show, man. What's going on, bro? Oh, what's good, bro? I'm cooling. State. I feel you, man. I feel you. I appreciate you coming in the den, man, to chat with us for a little bit, man. We're going to, like I told, uh, off off, um, off mic, really the podcast dude is just to give people a chance to get to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love the music portion, but, you know, kind of like outside of music. Like, I want people to leave this thing and, like, really know who you are as, as a person and as an MC, man. So, you know, let, let's start there, dude. Like, you know, um, Atlanta MC. Uh, let's start at the beginning, man. Like for you, when was it when you knew that this is what you wanted to do? I mean, um, I'm from East St. Louis. You East know, St. Louis, uh, okay. Originally, so I mean, like them days where we were at the like lunch table at school. Yeah, like, yeah I had yeah. first, first, first hit middle school, and somebody just like started banging on the table, and it was like, hey, they called me by my real name and shit, but they was like, rap, bro, rap, and I was just like, bro, whatever, y'all niggas suck, so I can do it too, type <laughs> shit. And I mean, I I just I mean I've always been the kid that listened to the radio and just rap with the the artists from the radio. So I just catch up a beat, and ever since then, like I just been rapping. Even though I played football for a second, I was yeah. rapping as I was playing football, and eventually I was just like, um, I think a nigga just want to do this shit. It's <laughs> yeah, just the move, like. So like, talk about that transition though, man, because you know, like like most people, you know, everybody kind of gravitates towards sports first for some reason i don't know if that's the push that you know your parents do or whatever pretty much because because yeah. it's like that eight million to one chance that you gonna really become a rapper or a fucking singer or some some special yeah. thing so i mean when i told my mom that i didn't want to play football no more just because i lost the passion for it i mean she looked at me stupid she was like damn and then i started playing her tracks and she was like all right, you you gonna have to get better, but I believe in you. So eventually, you know, I I caught her attention, and then she like she started motivating me to do it. So now I got my mom behind me, and I got my family behind me. My little brothers like my biggest fans, and that's dope, man. And that's just that's that's really what's pushing me right now. Yeah, so you know, you said um, having family support, man. Like I, it's so important. You know what I mean? Uh, to have your family support, but on top of that, man, just to really have the support when they know that your pat you switch your passion like you mm-hmm. figured out like man you know what i really feel i can be successful in this rap thing man you know what i mean so like 
let me move away from the norm, what everybody else is doing, because everybody want to be an athlete. You know what I mean? I don't know anybody that didn't want to at some point in time. You know what I mean? Everybody want to be a rapper. Yeah, that's definitely Straight up. Everybody. And it's Atlanta, too. Like, everybody wants to be some type of rapper. But it's like... It's 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 to the point where like if you really a rapper or if you really that artist that you claim to be eventually like somebody's gonna notice you so you just just gotta keep being yourself and just kicking it like how you supposed to because at the end of the day it's like everybody gonna try to chase what they think is the easiest but they don't know how much we put into this yeah shit. Like, that, you, you know I want to get into that but but before we get there because uh and, and definitely remind me if I don't bring that back up because that's a great topic you know to talk about yeah. but I want to talk about the transition from going from East St. you said East St. Louis right yeah coming from East St. Louis how did you get here to Atlanta I mean when I first 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 initially came to Atlanta I was in like the sixth grade and I only stayed here for like three months because mm-hmm. my father had just came back. So um, I came here. I stayed in Marietta. Then I moved back to Illinois. Then like went to Oakland for a second. And then I moved back to Illinois. Then we came to Georgia with my mom. And that was like 2009. And when I came from there to here, I used to be in class. And everybody everybody knows what an East St. Louis accent is, bro. It's yeah. like... Dun, dun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, them R's, man. Them yeah, man, man. When I came here, I mean, I'm coming to Georgia, so I'm like, okay, they, they country too. Why yeah. not? Not where I'm at. I'm in Norcross on the north side, so oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> I get to school and my teacher just like, um, what did you say? <laughs> and like, she's making fun of me in class for like talking like how I talk. So I'm just like. Damn, it's like that. Y'all, y'all have no feelings. Like, Crazy. I'm just a young. I'm a freshman, and my teacher is like roasting me about me talking like a country kid. So I, I eventually, I was like, bro, I'm not gonna sound stupid for the rest of my life. And I just changed. Like, I just started like learning how to do, switch pronunciate. It up. And, yeah, and like that was like the the hardest thing from coming from East St. Louis to here. Like, certain people, a lot of people were proper, and I was like still in my country boy phase. Like. I'm still wearing like baggy pants. Yeah. Niggas got on skinny jeans and I'm just like, um Damn. I mean, honestly, dude, if it's not you, it's not you. You know what I'm Man, saying? hey, shit, I like that better than the big pants and shit after a while. Like I was like, man, Jordan's some goddamn skinny jeans and in the five flannel, I'm coming outside. Like that's how it was. I feel you, bro. So, you know, you are here, you're in Atlanta now, man. You um you you know, more specifically you're in Norcross, hmm. which that I've been hearing about this, this this whole North Atlanta movement of just you know dope music coming out coming out of that that part, um, and and not even just the dope music, but it just seemed like a a wave of rappers, a wave of yeah yeah, <laughs> a, that, wave, a wave nah, of rappers. You said it right, man. Uh, just to be honest, man, them, the Migo niggas like they went to school over there like seriously, like these mm-hmm. niggas went to like regular schools. Uh, Q actually went to my high school. And stayed in the neighborhood behind me type. Like, all these dudes stayed very, very close. And it's like that pretty much motivated everybody on the north side to think, like, shit, these niggas did it. So, I mean, I yeah. feel like I can do it, too. And everybody just, like, chasing rap dreams, fashion dreams, and stuff like that. And that's it. I mean, I, I fuck with that about the north side just because everybody's, like, really, really trying to get past the norm of life, like, Nine to five life is not what the north side is about, bro. Yeah. We really want that special life to where everybody know, all right, this nigga got money, this nigga worked for his money, and 
He got his own name. Like, I believe all of us believe in that one concept. That's why we all so, so connected. Like, and, and that's the thing I was going to go to. It's like, it seemed like everybody, well, I won't say everybody, but a good majority of the Northside MCs, like, they know each other. They know each other. It's like, a, it's a unit. They moving, you know what I'm saying? They moving like. We all know each other. Like, yeah. pretty much any, like, anybody you can name, I probably know them, like, on an actual personal level, whether we went to school or not. I didn't been at their cribs. I didn't been around, and we probably never been seen together, like through rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, we, just, it's other stuff. Yeah, it's not in, even rap, in, yeah. in life, you you'd be like, hey, you know they know each other, so it's it's weird. It's like, and a lot of us got a possibility of getting on. So it's like when we do rise, it's gonna be like, damn, they all came from the same side. It's it, you know, it's good to see, man, because for years, you know, you had, um, of course, the east side always had a movement here in the city. Then you know, the west side had their thing going on, SWATs, you know, did their thing, and then the south side came in and like with Walker and and you know other the artists, squad. Like, the, yeah, the yeah, squad. Like, he came in and then it's like, oh man, now the south side got something to say, and you, but you never heard about the north side, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You never heard about it, and it was. Just like, oh, you know, and, and if it was, I mean, you got some artists like on the underground level, like Ritz. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know. I mean, well, people know because they buying the records, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't get a, a worldwide presence like it is now. You know what I'm saying? With new artists that's coming out of the city that's making moves like that. So it's good to see that, like, the whole city as a unit, like, you know, everybody, all sides are, are really making that, that move and that push, you know, to try to make things happen. Um, I want to go in specifically how I first heard of your music. Um, and it was kind of like a combination of two, like around the same time. Um, I know we were, it, it was like, um, I think Nika from um, Broke the Dope, she mm. she hit me up about you. And, and um, Mighty hit me up too. It was kind of like almost around the same time. I was like, man, check out this new dude um, that we've been working with. And, you know, I heard the music, and, and, and it's really, the music is not necessarily what we normally have on, on Straight Out the Den, but it was like, it was something about it that kind of caught my attention. It was like, it was true emotion is what I felt from the music. It was like, this is, this is who I am. Take, take, take me, uh, you know, let me, right. let me go. It's like, this is me, and you either gonna like me or love me, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, that's the one thing that I loved about the music. And then the Drunken Atlanta record, which, you know, um... I won't be able to make it through that to the video shoot today. I know y'all like moving. I want to talk about this concept because I saw something on Twitter. It's like, yo, three days, three nights, we taking over the yeah. city. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't heard that in a while because, like, that's how video shoots used to be. It used to be like, look, three or four days, we we going to make we sure. Filming. Right. Yeah, we, we getting filming. it perfect. Exactly. So talk about that a little bit, man. Well, first talk about the Drunken Atlanta record. Tell us about, right. about that and the concept behind that record and what's going on with that. I was drunk as hell when I wrote that song. Like, I had went out to Atlanta with um, this group. They're called Positive People. Like, there's, there's some cool people I know mm-hmm. uh, that's in Atlanta. Shout out to them. Um, like, we went out. Like, we, we just got wasted. Like, completely hammered all night. And then I came home. I woke up. My man's E-Wonder sent me the beat. And I, like, listened to it. It's, like, 7 in the morning. I just, I just like, as I start listening to it, I mean, the first thing I said to it was, drunk as fuck, I'm tipping. And then, like, after that, I just wrote it. And then I, like, went to work. I came back to work writing the second verse after I had already, like, written the first verse. I came home, still drunk. I'm at work drunk. Like, they made me go home. Oh, man. Man, I come home. I look at the mic. I'm like, damn, I got this shit. I just, I just recorded it in the crib. And I was like, man, this song is so fire. And then I just sent it I sent it around to like E Wonder. I sent it to Deuce. 
I sent it to everybody that like that's that's supporting me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And once they heard it, they was like, "Hey, okay, all right." And then I just released that song and another song like conjoined, and it turned out. Drunken Atlanta just just gained the life of its own, and I was just like, "Hey, that's the move." You you, you know, you said something, man. Where I don't know why. I mean, I think what happened it, it was the record label um, concept is that really kind of shifted things and changed things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, everybody let the record label determine the single, but it sounded like what you're telling me is like, look, you put out two records that you believed in. And the people spoke. It was like, yo, this is the joint right here. This is the one yeah. that we're going with. So it's like allowing the people to kind of speak for the music. Like, you know, you make what you want to make. But like, if if you got 20 people over here telling you like, yo, this record dope. And like three people over here saying that this one dope. Well, I'm you know, going with the 20 with people. The 20. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, to be honest, um, if you go to my SoundCloud, the song that was actually supposed to like do what Drunken Atlanta is doing. Is Netflix and Bruce Yeah 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 And I mean that song's like good Everybody likes that song too You feel me But That was the song that was actually supposed to like Skyrocket for a second But instead It like It switched And Drunken Atlanta ended up taking yeah. off Cause I was confused between which one of those two I wanted to actually be My single in the first place So it just like it was like, hey, I'm going to yeah, just do it myself. Yeah. I'll make a choice for you. <laughs> and then like, I, I knew they was going to like that song, but I mean, I really didn't even expect the reaction that I got to it. So I was just happy about that. And I was like, I'm glad people enjoy it because a lot of people tell me they listen to that song yeah. multiple times a day. So I was like, hey. It has that feeling to it. Like for me, I ain't going to lie to you. It, it reminds me of my college days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to Georgia State, and we used to party. That's the thing. Like, we used to just have a good time. And, you know, we were young and, you know, just, you know, doing what we wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll leave it at that uh, for the sake of our sponsor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, that's that's what it was, and that's really what it reminded me of, just that, that feeling and, and that time. Um what was your expectations for that record, though? You know what I mean? When you, when you put that out, what did you see in your mind what was going to happen? I mean, every time I make a song... I imagine a million people listening to my song. I don't care if it's going to not be with that, but that's what I'm imagining because that's what I'm aiming for every time I make a song. When I th- when I dropped Drunk in Atlanta, I knew people were going to like it, but still, I'm an underground artist, you feel me? You never know how people are really going to react to what you do, you feel me? Like I'm, I'm grateful that people have been like really showing love to these songs I've been throwing out, but you never know what to expect because it can be like, you can get 300 views in a day yeah. or you get 300 views in a month. You feel me? But that ain't never happened. But still, that's like an example. But so, I mean, I was just hoping that shit just caught on and it did. So I was just like, hey, turn up. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about the video shoot, man. Like like we said earlier, you know, you're doing a three day shoot um, in the city. And I can only assume that you guys are going to be like all over the city doing all, all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? All over so, the city. Uh, without giving away too much, because I know y'all have, you know, surprises for the video. Like kind of give us an idea behind what this thing's going to look like. It's going to look like what it sound like. <laughs> really? So that? It's going to look that? like what it sounds like. It's just crazy. It's gonna be a lot of craziness. Like gotcha. you just gonna have to keep up with the video. You gonna have to really pay. Watch it. Just watch it. Just watch. It. All right. So what? What's the um the the expected date? Y'all guys planning to release it? Y'all will see it soon too. Like I'm. I don't know. Like I. I just want to. Like right now, I'm just so focused on shooting it and making sure it's perfect. Gotcha. Then I'm. I'm gonna release a date. With a fly. With a five flyer or something. I'm gonna do something. It's gonna be a creative. It's gonna be something different this time. 
Gotcha. To promote it. I mean, it, it seems like, man, just from talking to you from this, you know, just a few minutes that I've been talking to you, you got a plan. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I, I talk with a lot of different artists, and, and truth be told, you know, a lot of people just don't have a plan. They don't know what they want to do. They just know they want to do it. Right. And, you know, having a plan is what really separates you from the rest of the pack. Because, like you said, everybody want to rap. Now. Everybody Everybody want to rap. rap. So it's like, what makes you, you know, Tommy Swisher, Swisher different from the rest of the pack? Cause I'm the wolf, you feel me? I, I'm the wolf. I'm the lone wolf, the wolf of Atlanta. And then, I mean, I'm not from here, but I embrace it. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, just seriously, like, I'm I'm like one of those people. I probably know. You can ask Deuce, right? Like Deuce, when we go out, don't everybody come up like, bro, I know you, or or I read or something. You mm-hmm. feel me? And like that's not even just to be cocky, but like I really do know a lot of people. So. For me to know as many people as I know, I, I just really, like, stay to myself, and I, I really try to perfect my craft, my craft, and that's what's making me different from a lot of people, because I plan every step of the way, no matter if it's a back step I have to take because something don't go right, yeah. I always plan, and I feel like any artist should plan, because if you don't plan, you're you're just another nigga trying, Yeah, and I ain't <laughs> trying to be nobody trying for too long. Yeah, man, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's a thing about this... I think you mentioned this earlier too, man. Like um, a lot of times, people want to rap, but they don't realize how long it takes to really get on. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like it's a long, lengthy, hard-working process, bro. Like it's not like overnight. It's, it's a journey. Because yeah. I, I've been rapping since I was ten, and I just turned nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's yeah. It's, it's really been been work. I mean, you look at nine years, man. Most people, you know, it say it take about seven to ten to really catch some traction. For you, you know, since you you you've been rapping since you're around ten, when was the first time you remember like your music really catching somebody's attention? Like, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So when, you, yeah, freshman year, two thousand nine is when my music actually sounded like music, and it wasn't just like. Me recording on school, like yeah, we used yeah. to, we used to take the school's microphones that they used to have in the library, you oh, know, like <laughs> the little black ones, and we used to go to the crib and we used to hook it up to the uh, computer and we used to record off that at first, like when we first, first, first started rapping in middle school. Then when I got to high school, I had moved here. I started meeting people talking about they rap for real, and then I was like, "Hey, bro, I rap too." And then they started letting me in their studios eventually. And then at that time, I, I mean, I grew up listening to like most deaf. I I ain't grow up listening to everything everybody else rap, but yeah, I, I would listen to rock music and punk rock when I was a kid, like, cause that's what my people like. Listen, to yeah. That. So, like when I came, I was like, bro, yeah, let's let's turn up. So I, I'm rapping like everybody told me I sound like Wiz Khalifa when I first came. Yeah. Out. And then they started telling me I sounded like Cole. Then they started telling me I sounded like Big Sean. Then they started telling me I sounded like me. And that's when I knew. I, I was going to say, when did they say you started to sound like you? Because, that you know, the, the thing is, and I get it. I understand. Because even as a producer, man, like you, when you're working with different artists, you may try to point them in a the direction. And sometimes the only way you can point them in the right direction, you have to relate them to, mm-hmm. you know, a point of reference, which is, you know, this it, it, the record with Big Sean, like how he sounds like that cadence on there. Like, let's try to attack the record. You know, so it's different things like that. And people have to, you know, kind of compare you to other people. But when they start saying you sound like you, mm-hmm. that's when you know you got something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, like, no, I don't see anybody else on this record but you. You know what I mean? That's that's the point that you're trying to get to. So you said 2009, that's when you realize, like, okay, 
yeah, people taking my music serious. They 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 see that I'm just not out here being. It's not a hobby for me. It's like right. this is really what I want to do. What was the next thing for you then after that point? I mean, I, I started doing like little shows and stuff. I'm I'm gonna just be honest. Like recently is when everything started being more like grown up. Mm-hmm. Like everything started getting a little bit more serious. Cause when I first first started, it was like little shows here and there. It was like oh, yeah, I'm trying, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people understand how this goes because I know a lot of people that started the same way. Like just on our side, it's like it's such a build up, and then it's so hard. You can be popular in school and they like still not listen to your music just yeah. because like they might even mess with you as a person, but just because they know you so well, they like I don't know. It's like sometimes they just don't connect. Well, with all your outside dreams and adventures and all that nonsense, you feel me? Like, yeah. some people just used to the norms, and and that's that's what you gonna get from them. Like, they're gonna be like, I don't think I'm fucking with that. So it's, I just be like, okay, uh, you know. And, and really, what you were saying there, man, is I've learned that you can't fault people anymore because some people just don't dream like you dream. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like for some people. You know that nine to five is their their end goal. Like that's it, and they ain't knocking a nine to five. Like you know, you gotta you gotta pay your bills. Man, fuck you know a nine to f- nope. Fuck a nine well, to five. I, 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 well, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean what you know, the thing is, you nineteen, right? Yeah, I'm thirty. Yeah. So it's like you know, it, it's a it's a different it's a different thing. But I get it. My thing is figure out. I I, I tell all kids, man, figure out what you want to do early, like straight up. Like, forget waiting. Don't, you know, because college ain't for everybody. I, I'm mm-hmm. not the type of dude to push college. Like, I had a great time in college, but I'm not going to push that on anybody. My thing is figure out what your passion is. Because if you figure out your passion, the rest of it, the, the road to getting there, it don't matter because you're doing what you love to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. If your passion happened to be, you know, being in corporate America, then by all means go. It ain't for me, but you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But if that's your passion, go for it. But, you know, a lot of people can't see past that. They, they, they only can see what what everybody else saw. You know what I'm saying? And so it's hard for them to realize, like, man, I really can make it out of this small place and do something different. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, and that's that's simply because that's what's forced upon people. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I, I've never had a dream to be a working class citizen. And and I mean, I I, I mean, no, like my mom's a working class citizen, but like. I'm sure a lot of people that's going to listen to this have working class citizen parents or they're working class citizens. But, I mean, to dream of something bigger and to strive for something bigger, I mean, I just feel like it should be very respected of anybody. Like, I don't care if you're you're the best or the worst, you feel me? Like, at least you're trying, and, and that can be respected by anybody. Like, everybody's not a J. Cole. Everybody's not a riffraff, you feel me? So. Yeah. Like you never know what you're gonna get from nobody, but somebody's gonna enjoy it. Like I, I I'm gonna use McConan as an example because I'm pretty sure it's like some people that don't really agree with his style of music, but you see, just because of his persistence, he made it. You feel me? Like well, even if he didn't completely make it, yeah, he got he, get, he got the attention. He getting that love. You feel me? It, so it's funny you say him, man, because like just yesterday, dude, I kid you not, like um, I was. Uh, my my thing is, man, like to be involved with this music, I, I got to figure, I got to understand. So, you know, I didn't understand the movement. So I had to go in, I, you know, I did the research. I was like, okay, what is it about this dude that's catching everybody's attention? Because I, you know, I used to be the type of person where like, if I ain't like it, I just didn't like it and forget about it. I didn't want to deal with it. But now I'm like, you know, like 20 million people ain't wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, what is it about this dude 
that caught everybody's attention. And you know, I started to look at it, and it's just really he he just he's a I don't want to call him a character because I don't want to sound disrespectful, but it's just it's his persona, it's who he is, yeah. and people just buy into that. You know what I mean? And and I don't. I mean, to me personally, I don't love all the music, but it, the music is not for me. That's yeah. the thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to be a part of that 20 million, but I can respect. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What's going on over there? So, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, I get it now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I definitely get it. I mean, I feel like that's what Atlanta is all about, and that's why Atlanta artists low key go a little bit to the next step. Is because like, to Atlanta is like, you can't just go to the record label and be like, oh, listen to my demo. Mm -hmm. You have to be the label for yourself at that first starting point. You have to go out. You have to get people to pay attention to you. You have to find your own studios. You have to find these videos. You have to find that investor. You have to find this. You have to find that. You got to get your image. You got to do all this stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what's like, I feel like that gives the Atlanta Southern artists, like the people around here, a little bit more. I don't know, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, it's, it's the independence, man. Yeah, I, it, it I, gives you that. That it, grind. Yeah, you can, you can do a lot more for yourself even after you move past the independent stage and by the time you do get to that label or you do get to that that wherever you trying to go you have something in you that a lot of artists didn't have like an artist that went straight to the label versus that artist that like climbed his way to mm -hmm. a label the artist that climbed is gonna go to the label and be like oh i can do this 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 exactly. this 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 by myself exactly and exactly. That's yeah. that's the key, man. Is building that solid foundation. Like a lot of people don't want to do that because they they trying to jump to the check, and it's like really the check is better when you lay that solid foundation because it's like just like you said, if I can go to a label with like yo, I already got this, I already got the record popping, I already got the video done. I don't need, I really don't need y'all <laughs> for all of that. Really, the only thing I need for y'all to do is cut a check so I can get in the, in more people, right. you know, faces. But outside of that, like. I don't really need y'all, yeah. you know, but, you know, a lot of people take the reverse approach like, yo, I need y'all. Like, <laughs> I need y'all today. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. People don't want to put in the work, really. That's uh -huh. really what it is. Like, people don't want to work. Because rapping is supposed to be the easy thing to do. Yeah, that's what people <laughs> think. It, it ain't easy at all, man. It, it's a hard work. You know, something else you said, though, man, like, truth be told, there's just not a lot of people in Atlanta that's cutting major checks, like, you know, mm. record label-wise. Mm. Like, you either got to go to New York or L.A. Mm. It's, it's, it's been like that forever, you know what I mean? Um and so I, I think that did have something, you know, part of the reason why, like, Atlanta artists in particular, like, grinded harder. And was like, yo, people hate on the strip club circuit, but it works in Atlanta. Like, mm -hmm. if your record is playing in, you know, you can literally go on a strip club tour in Atlanta and, like, get your turn up. Yeah, turn you know, up. So it's, like, it's, it's different here. It's, just, it's a different yeah. type of culture. It's a different environment. And, you know. Some people may not agree with it, but your music can really jump off there. And if it jump off there, because with our places being like so, like world renowned and everybody know about them, you never know who's gonna be there that night that a record plays. <laughs> if that record come on and like everybody going crazy about it, they gonna talk and tell somebody else. They gonna go here. They gonna go all back to wherever they from and tell people about that record. And that's how it really happens in the city. Um. Something else I wanted to talk to you about, man. Like I, I wrote down, summer two thousand and thirteen was like the the Black Pyramid CP. Mm -hmm. That was like, um, was that your first like major major? That um, was the first thing that got attention. Got attention. Like everything else, that was the first thing that had different music for me. Like 
Before that, I had like those core core people that listened to me, gotcha. like, because yeah. all I made was hip hop music. I did not make any trap music. I did not make anything other than like classical hip hop. When you listen to me, you thought of J Cole. Like that's how most people perceive it. So when I dropped Black Pyramids, people heard it and was like, "This don't sound like that name. This sound like something I can get into." So I mean, like after that, I gained like a little. A little buzz around like that's that's how my name first like started getting talked about and from that it's like I just been dropping songs and and people just been hearing the progression from it and and that's that's like 2013 summer was the Black Clan summer like yeah. all the parties all the music was just that like it was it was deeper but then it got deeper like when I started like being alone and stuff I it was just like I'm gonna do exactly what I wanna do, no matter what. I don't care the sound. I'm finna do trap music. I'm finna do EDMs. I'm finna do anything I want to while also just stand myself. Like, you're gonna hear my voice and you're just gonna know it's me, even if the song is different this time, like from last time or so, whatever. So, answer this for me. What, what brought about that change? You know, cause you said prior to 2013, everybody would compare you to the J. Coles and you know, basically they were saying you were more of a, like a lyrical, yeah, lyrical you know, like, type, type artist. So, what brought about that change for you? I mean, at one point I was like, oh man, I started with hip hop. I can't go to trap or I'm gonna just be some hipster or if I go to like EDMs, they gonna think I'm just, just trying to follow in, or, or I'm just trying to do something. Really reverse that. If I do EDMs, I'm a hipster. If I do trap, I'm just trying to fit in. Mm. So with me, like, just saying, I like, if I like it, I want to do it. You feel me? Like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. So how I figured, I was like, man, shit, if I give them everything, they can't say that I'm just trying to be like so-and-so. Yeah. True. So I was like, if I like it, I'm going to do it, and if I do it, they're going to like it. And when I started really, like, getting into myself and just figuring out, all right, what do I do, like, for real in real life? Like, it's some fun tracks where I talk about guns and stuff like that. Of course, you know, it's, it, it's, it is those people around me that do have guns. Their names don't never get said, but I don't have a gun. I, I just be talking about it because it's funny to me. But I went... A whole nother direction with what I wanted to do, and I was just thinking like, maybe if I just like try this out, maybe niggas would be like, "Hey, it's it's kind of fire." And then I just started mixing. Mm-hmm. I put like jazz, I put like trap lyrics to jazz beats and catch a flow, and then it'd be like, "Hey, it's kind of a good mix." Yeah. You feel me? So I I can come up with something different. So I ain't gotta be a Trap artist, because gotcha. that's not what I'm trying to be at all. You know, it, it's something that, um, and I forgot who told me this, man, but um, I, I've shared it a couple of times with different artists. Um, but it's that thing of, what I'll, I'll ask you the question. What's the one thing a person can't do when they get in your car? Throw up? <laughs> they can't do that. <laughs> but, but in terms of, of the car, specifically, or it's something uh-huh. that'll get you tight if, like, if you're in the car. Man, it's a lot of things. It depends. It like, and what area? It, I don't know, cause I'm, I don't know. Um, 
But don't fart in my car. <laughs> Let's think specifically <laughs> towards music. Oh, Let's but don't touch my, don't change nothing that I put on in my okay. car. Bro. So we can stop right there. That's it, right? Like for most people, when you get in in somebody's car, you can't touch the radio. Yeah. That's just that's just an unspoken rule. I mean, look like at you, the aux cord. Like don't don't <laughs> touch the radio. Look at it. Like don't touch it. Like you can get in here, you can listen whatever you want to that I'm playing, but just don't touch my radio. So the key is to get people in your car. And so it's the thing is, is like sometimes you have to create music that'll get your audience to listen to you. Mm-hmm. But once they in the car, they can't touch the music. Then you give them whatever you want to, but they got to become a fan first. <laughs> You releasing, you releasing the plans, bro. Hey, it's all good though. But yeah. that, but you, you feel me where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, I know though. exactly where yeah. you come from. You can't be talking about that, like <laughs> man. They don't know what what the plan is. They ain't ready for the plan, bro. They ain't, ready for they, it. they ain't they ready don't even for know it. what the music finna be like. It's finna go crazy. Like, That's dope. I, I mean, man, I, I, you on you on the we on the same wavelength, bro. We we definitely on the same wavelength. So let, let let's say um for you. We uh we, we got the visuals popping. They they should be done soon, and we should get a new video. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of that, outside of that, tummy tummy Swisher, if if I'm somebody new, if I'm new listening to this podcast and I've never heard of you before, what should people take away? Bro, I'm a person. Like I'm not just the dude you see on Twitter. I'm not yeah. just the voice you hear on the songs. Like I'm. I mean, even though you don't see me that much, but I'm, I'm really a, a cool person. Like, I'm down to earth. I'm just not a big deal to me, you feel me? Like, even whether I become this big superstar or I'm just, like, just the dude who can rap. And, like, because I'm going, I mean, I'm going to hit a surface. I don't care. Like, I'm, I would be cool with that, just to be honest. But what people really get from this podcast is, you feel me? Like, I'm not the same as every other rapper and i'm not just some type i'm not just some rapper at the end of the day like i actually have a passion for what i'm doing and i've been doing it long enough to say that and this is like what i love so what i do should really be appreciated at the end of the day like that's all i really care about past the fame past money past anything i would be satisfied if niggas just listen to my music And that's just being honest, because that's what's important, and that's what's really needed, because I actually want to say something, and I'm actually one of the people being myself to my music. I mean, like, I ain't trying to be 2-9, and I'm not trying to be Chief Keef, and I'm not trying to be McConan. I'm not trying to be nobody who name you ever heard before. I'm just trying to be Tommy Swisher, and that should be the thing that get me love no matter what. Gotcha. That's dope, man. Like, for, when it comes to shows, man, like, we all, we all know that Next to the music, well, honestly, in my personal opinion, of course the music comes first. You got to create dope content. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a very close second is the live show. You know what I mean? If your live show ain't working, it's a good chance your music ain't going to yeah. work either. You, you know ain't getting no love on You're that. not going to get any love. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you got to have a, a dope show. You got to have that type of show where people leave and they like, yeah, let me go and look him up and figure out what else he got going on. You know, what I mean that type of thing. So for you, I've never seen you perform live. Um, you but, gotta see me perform live. Dog. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta see it, man. But you know, tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the show. Like for you, what, what's your what's your your goal and your vision of the perfect show? All right, this would be my perfect show. I'm like, I can tell you what I've already envisioned my perfect show. All right, I look out on the crowd. It's. I mean, I can't tell no faces because it's that many people. And my perfect show, I would have a backdrop behind me, right? And it would like I don't give a damn, bro. I'm I'm famous at this point, so I can do what I want. I would have a fire backdrop, and either it would be anime or it would be porn. 
playing behind me, bro. No sound, but it would either be anime or porn playing behind me, bro. So the crowd has to look at the stage, bro, because they're going to be fascinated by that. And then I'm just going to make sure I give them the best show ever. Because I, all, I, all I want, all I really want to do is crowd surf and perform on top of a crowd, bro. And they're actually holding me up and they know every word to the song. That's the perfect show to me. That's all I want to do and turn up with a bunch of liquor and a bunch of people and we just kick it the whole show. That would be the perfect show. That's dope, man. That's dope. We looking forward to that. And whenever you do that, please send me over the visuals <laughs> so I can um, throw that up on the site. Cause that sounds crazy. Like, you know, that that's the thing, though, man. Like, looking past where you're at right now is the key. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, the, the truth is, I mean, you're a new artist, but you, like I said before, you got a plan, man, and you got the music to back it up. You know what I mean? And, and just to, to hear you talk about, like, your idea of a perfect show, that's that's beyond, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you're talking about, that's like stadium, like all bells and whistles. Like, hey. that's that's how you want to think. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to think like, oh, man, I just want to go out there and just, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, you you thinking the way you're supposed to think, man. Um, Bro, I appreciate you coming through. I'm not going to let you go just yet. We got a few other things to get through um, with you. Like, y'all walked in, y'all saw all these records over here. Yeah. They not for show. Like they, hey. we really, we really do something with these records. So there's a segment that we have called uh, Vinyl Conversations. First off, so I kind of give you a little background, and then we can go right into it. Oh, actually, before we get into Vinyl Conversations, man, I got to give a shout out to my sponsors. I almost forgot. Um, Audible Podcast. Um, excuse me, Audible uh, Podcast. Um, AudibleTrial.com. I'm. So, I don't know what's going on with me today, man. But Audible Trial. Uh, go to AudibleTrial.com slash Straight Out the Den. Uh, go there. If you want a free audio book, man, like we, they, they're giving these things away. Just sign up for the free trial, man. It's a 30-day free trial. Uh, your, your credit card won't be charged or any of that stuff, man. Just go there. And if like you got like iPhone, Android, uh, Kindle, any kind of MP3 player, um, basically what happens here is you go here, you download your favorite audio book, and you put it on your phone and you listen to it. It's simple. It, it, it's not that hard to do. It's, it's all kind of titles. Um, I don't know. Whatever your favorite book is, you can go and look it up. It's 150,000 titles, so uh, we don't really have to go through all of them, but definitely go there. More than likely, if it's, you know, one of those top seller books and it's a book that you love, it should be there. Um, Go there, check it out. And and we're giving you something free, man, just for listening to the podcast. You're already listening to the podcast right now, so there's no harm in listening to an audio book. It's the same thing. We talk for about an hour. You can listen to a whole audio book in a couple hours and be done with it. So it's all about that, man. Just go there. Go to straight. Uh, excuse me. AudibleTrial.com forward slash straight out the den. That's S-T-R-8-O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N and get the uh, free 30 day trial with um, also with a free audio book. Now that that's over, we're going to get into our vinyl conversation segment. So just to give you a little background history, bro. Um, we have all this vinyl here. What we're going to do is you're going to randomly select three mm-hmm. records from each crate. Um, and when you get those three records, I want them to be random. Like, don't look at them. Just, you know, go willy-nilly pick them. Pick three. Uh, you're going to look at each record and just give me some whatever story that you can come up with, you know, however they relate to you, uh, the covers of them. And um, once you do, after that, we're going to get into the second part of the vinyl conversation. So you can go ahead and pick the records now. Um, we got, and you can open up this blue blue crate here. There, there's something in there. Pick the first one from there, one from here, and then one from here. Like I said, all at random. There you go. That's how most people do it, man. They just pick by color. That's why I actually, that's why I do a lot of digging. <laughs> it's really like, I got to like the color of the covers, man. If I don't like the covers, I'm probably not going to buy it unless I just know what it is. 
So the, I see the first one he got. I'm, I'm gonna let him tell him, but the first one is classic. I'm trying to, I don't know that second one. And then one from here. Get one from this one right here. Oh man, that one's been that one's been on uh, vinyl conversation before, but we're gonna love listening to that one again if he if he chooses it. So. Um, Tell us all three records that you have in your hand right now. Um, and like I said, tell us and then kind of give us a story, whatever comes to mind or whatever you know about those records, if, if anything. All right. The first one says Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. I've never listened to this, but my grandma has this exact same record at the crib. But I really have never listened to any of this. You feel me? Like, I got all old school in my hands right now. Definitely old school. And I almost guarantee if you turn around and look at some of those titles you've heard, the song just probably didn't realize it. They still play a lot of those today. Bro, I'm a young dude, bro. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man. My... It's all good. That, that's the whole point, man. We want to put you on some stuff. I'm a young man, bro. I bet there's some five samples in here, though. But y'all, like, my my concept of old school is what y'all consider what y'all listen to when y'all was kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, man, most definitely are are my old, old school. school. You feel me? Like, when I was a baby, that's who was fine. But um, I got J.R. Walker, Backstreet Boogie. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, dude. Like that's probably something that I just picked up on, on the on the red. Like I like. Oh, let me see the album cover. Hey, man, let me see the album cover. He's like snapping his fingers, bro. Like hey, hey. oh like, yeah. He's just grooving on the cover, though. So like this one here, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's like classic with it. This dude here. I wish y'all could see this. We might put a picture up of it. It's J.R. Walker, Backstreet Boogie. Um, but your boy, I don't know where he, he looked like he might be on like the old school Vegas Strip or something like that. Like, but I, I, I guarantee, oh, it's it's probably a sax because uh, it looked like a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some glass stuff on here, man. I like honestly, I've never, I don't even know where I got this record from, bro. I'm, I'm gonna listen to this for myself. Yeah, all right, yeah, and you can tell that that last one that you got right, right there. I got Cold Train on a misty night. He don't even know what that is. Man. He don't know what that is. I, I'm just going to tell you, just for the sake of, of, of just to save this vinyl conversation, <laughs> you got a classic album in your hand. Man, right bro, I, I know the album, bro. I just don't know the songs. That's the crazy part. I know I know this album, but I couldn't tell you a word. <laughs> All yeah. right, so here's the, here's the second, second part of our vinyl conversations, bro. What you got to do now, you're a rapper, right? right? You're a rapper. So what I want you to do is pick any one of those three out of these three that you want. We're going to put them on a record player, and you're going to give us some bars. All it's right. up to you. It don't matter which but, one. But I'm going with Coltrane, though, bro, because I, be, I bet he got that. I would, if you have Frank Sinatra, I'll go with him. We, we do have Frank Sinatra in there somewhere. Oh, that's the that's the man. Like yeah, we def- we definitely got some Frank man. We got some Frank in in, in the collection somewhere. Yeah, uh, like bro. When I first when I first first started rapping, bro, like he used to get sampled so much because uh-huh. like he used to always have like a little bit of space in between certain parts, and then it'd be blank, and we'd just loop it, and then like put his voice inside of it. Yeah, bro, he's all he's the man. Like this is uh, I just looked through a record. This is Frank Sinatra, nice and easy. Um, what year is this, man? I don't know. This is probably like seventy something, I would think. Um, 
God, there's no date on this. All right, there's no date on it. I have to go and look this up online or something. But uh, Frank Sinatra, Nice and Easy, which is not a part of the Vinyl Conversations. But what we are going to put on some John Coltrane. Um, and we're going to get some bars from you, man. Yeah. Some bars. Like, it can be freestyle or rent. It don't matter to us, man. We just want to hear you rap, bro. I don't care. I'm about to I'm going to slay something real quick. Yeah, Coltrane in here somewhere. Oh, there we go. Alright Let's see On a misty night Bob's boys Let's see how deep is that Alright so I'm gonna ask you this Pick a number between Pick a number between One and four Three Alright we're going with Track number three How about that Track number three Bob's boys I don't know what this sounds like bro So Your guess is as good as mine Alright, so you can um when this come on man, you know, just do whatever you want to do and give us some bars. Hey. <laughs> hey. Say, I'm being optimistic Every time I put my pen to compositions Competition seem kinda missing I mean, damn a Young niggas on a mission 24 hoes in the kitchen Whipping, cooking like a chef I'm that man, don't you see it? Shit, I see it, but they don't believe it I'm just trying to dream it I'm trying to achieve it I understand these niggas just believe it Cause they ain't eating, you feel me? But I guess I'm just supposed to keep spitting or something I don't know, bro, like I don't really know what to say to this beat. <laughs> like, we might have to chop that off real quick. <laughs> you wanna go to another one? Yeah, yeah. We're go to another one. We might have to chop that one off real quick, bro. You had that one going though, man. I had it going for like two seconds, bro. But hey, we have, that's the move. If it had some bass, bro, that would have been the move, bro. There's definitely no bass in this whole right? I can tell you that. For Coltrane, they had no bass. There's another one. <laughs> Alright. Uh, check me out, look. Set fresh in my Nikes outfit. Bad little bitch, and she tryna ride with. I don't know her name, but I know she tryna fuck with the gang. I'm just let the beat sit. Hold up. Uh, fresh since the 90s Young ass niggas and these hoes behind me I don't understand why they hate But I know they ain't me I'm just a young ass nigga trying to make it 20 hoes in the crib getting naked 40 hoes in the crib getting basted Oh damn nigga did not know Uh, Hold up nigga I'm wasted <laughs> uh, Straight faded 20 blunts to the face I'm gated Uh and these hoes get gay with other bitches when they say a nigga like me. 24 hoes and they know I'm icy. Wrist game, stupid, got a hoe on me, she ruthless. It's nice how a nigga look like this. This fly, how a nigga get like this. I know she want a nigga like this. 
I make songs, fuck that nigga, I make hits Real ass nigga, I don't even know none But I know some Got a bad little dime And she coming for some Then she want my wallet But I won't give her none I just give her this dick and I tell me that she tell me she loves some. Then I get her running, I don't know these niggas, but I'm freestyling. Keep hoes on me and I know she wildin'. I don't fuck that shit, but I'ma fuck that bitch. Hey, that's my freestyle, bro. <laughs> that's my motherfucking freestyle, dog. Hey, you ain't no real nigga if you don't try, bro. Hey, hey, it's, <laughs> hey, it's all good, bro. The, the final conversation is not meant for it to be that easy. Like, dude, you just freestyle over John Coltrane. How bro, many people can say they did that? Hey, I can say I did that shit, bro. Even if it wasn't successful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was good enough, man. It was man good no, enough, nah, fuck it. Hey, it was I'm, good enough. Dude. I'm not judged off my freestyles, bro. I'm judged no, off everything. Hey, if I write it, it's fine, bro. Hey, it's all good, though. It's all good. Hey, man, it's Jay Good and straight out the den, man. We've been been live in the den with the homie Tommy Swisher, and uh, you we heard a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, including the freestyle over John Coltrane. I'm hey. telling you, that's gonna be your new. Um, <laughs> that's about to be the new number one record uh, of no, America, look, bro. It's gonna be on your uh, on your uh, Instagram and, um, and Twitter. <laughs> like, look, look, I freestyle over John Coltrane. Was good, bro. Like, tell you who can do that. Classic jazz and hip hop. I mean, that's really the, that's the roots of it, though, man. That's where it started. Hey, bro, you, know what I mean? you might have to give me the name of that track, but I could really get that sample. That'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd yeah. Be we'll, fine. Do that. we'll definitely make that happen, man. Well, hey, man. Um, you know, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Spending some Most time definitely. with us today, man. Uh, it, it's definitely been been great. Um, a few housekeeping things, man. Before we get out of here, man. If you could leave us with your, you know, social media, all of that stuff, how people can contact you. All right, it's Tommy Swisher, T M. On everything And then um, In SwishWeTrust.com That's my Tumblr But it got pictures It got the music It's gonna have more videos It's about to have a lot more stuff um, Everything else is just The same name You feel me? So follow me Check out the music SoundCloud.com Slash Tommy Swisher YouTube If you type in Tommy Matter of fact Google me There you go <laughs> Tommy Swisher uh, Anything else you wanna plug? Um Check out my Fat Tony video. That's it. Got you. Dope, dope, man. Well, hey, it's Jay Good straight out the den, man. Um, I, I forgot to say this at the beginning. I always do, but if, if you guys are listening to this on SoundCloud, that's cool. Um, just subscribe on iTunes, man. We really need y'all to subscribe on iTunes. Go there. Subscribe, rate, review, uh, comment on the podcast, man. We would love to, to hear what you guys think about what we're doing here. Uh, but just make sure that you subscribe. It's, it's a button right up under the SoundCloud link. All you got to do is click it and go. It, it takes literally like two minutes to do everything I just said and probably less than that. Um, but, yeah, make sure you go over there and do that. And also, man, like we got our um, crew neck sweatshirts on sale uh, straight out the den. Uh, get those. They're available for pre-order right now. Uh, through uh, the end of October, so you got a couple of weeks, man. Go ahead and um, pre-order that thing now. It's you know for the for the low twenty four ninety nine plus shipping. Um, you can go ahead and get that and have that in your home very soon. And um, make sure when you do that, go ahead and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all of that stuff. So we appreciate that. Uh, we do like to end these things on a high note, man. Um, I've been saying a, a few um, inspirational um, words, so I'm, I'm gonna end it on this. Um, if you have a dream. Pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that said, I'm Jay Good of StraightOutTheDen.com. Make sure you subscribe on the podcast. Make sure you follow the homie Tommy Swisher. And we out. Peace.